Blog Talk Radio. See ham on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh boy, CDP, see the phenol. Hey, you. Welcome to the Press Box. My name is Jermaine, and you're in with the Tailgate Crew. Ah, good to be back. Good to be back in the in the Press Box with you guys. Had a little bit of nasal surgery last week. Uh, sounding a little bit better, feeling a little, feeling a whole lot better. 
But glad to be here. The Lord has blessed me for to be here another week. So first off, we're gonna jump into we're gonna jump into the weekly word. And uh this one, this was a good one. This one's called Focus on Friendship. Focus on relationship, sorry. David wanted to show kindness to those of Saul's household for Jonathan's sake. Second Samuel 9 and 1. Though he could have destroyed Saul's family to eliminate any competition for the throne of Israel, David had no such motive in his heart. Instead, he wanted to extend the love he had experienced from his close friend Jonathan to Jonathan's family. His mind was not on revenge. Instead, he wanted to show his gratitude. We experience times we experience times in life where we have been wronged. For example, we may feel wronged when someone deceives, hurts, or abandons us. While we should protect our hearts as much as possible from injury, we need to leave revenge to God. Our focus should be to return back to relationship, have the best relationship possible with all the people we know, to be motivated by love and gratitude, and to express those feelings as much as we can is the fullest life possible. And that was taken from the new NIV Life Journey Bible. And special thanks to a friend who let me share that. We gonna, we got an action-packed show this week. Um, got some coaches calling in from around the area. Um, so... With that, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back.
Welcome back into the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine, and I appreciate you guys being being along for the ride with me. Like I said, we got we got Aston Pack show this week. Uh, got a couple, got a, got a number of coaches from the area dialing in and and uh, giving me a preview of their season. Um, I'm gonna start off with a couple coaches here. Um, the uh, about the ten thirty five hour should have Coach Tanner Glisson of the Troop County Tigers uh with us and he'll be discussing his he'll be discussing his troop high tigers and that's my that's also my alma mater uh my high school alma mater and uh really excited about that um hopefully um we'll have a uh, coach story on online with us coach charles story of the little net high panthers uh as they get ready for their season their upcoming uh season opener which is uh which is this coming Friday against their rivals, uh, Valley High School. So, um, and also uh, in the next in the next few minutes, we'll have Lagrange High School football coach Diallo Burks online with us, and he'll be discussing the Lagrange High Grangers um, football team, and uh, as they played their first preseason game um, last night, and also they'll be getting started uh, this week next week. With a with a visit to Callaway, so um, very excited for very excited to have this other guest on later on in the show. Um, East Coweta head East Coweta Indians head football coach Steve Pardue, who's also the former also longtime former head coach of the Lagrange High Grangers. Um, so very very action packed show this week. Um, very excited to to have these guests on with me. And we're just gonna jump into some. We're gonna jump into some things this, you know, um, this week um, in regards to high school football. Um, high school football in Alabama week one starts um, this coming Friday on the twenty first, and got a lot of games happening in, in um, around the area in the state of Alabama um, next week. So. Um, Headline in this area by Lynette Valley, and um, very excited, um, very excited for for those games to, to kick off 
um, next week, um, as we said, preseason week one or, or quote-unquote week two or quote-unquote the zero week is upon us in the state of Georgia where either the Georgia teams can either play a second preseason game or they jump straight into their season. Next week is the Corky Kell Classic. So a lot of great things happening around the state of Georgia, state of Alabama, um, football-wise. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see whether, you know, 6A in Georgia will be – will the, will the state champion stay in the south with Colquitt County or will it come back up to the Atlanta area like it has been for the, for the past few years? Um, that's that's yet to be seen, but you know it's gonna be a lot of great matchups next week. As I said, um, looking forward to them. Um, you know, as I go through as I go through the weeks and the seasons, you know, I watch a lot of I watch a lot of high school football, and I watch a lot of college football throughout the season because those those for me that's the best part of the season for me. Um, Look at the regions around the state of Georgia. I, I'm telling you, um, you have some of the you have the best parity in the state of Georgia in terms of the region alignments and things of that nature. Um, in the proximity of these schools to each other, um, but some of the best regions, some of the best football is from the state of Georgia, and I can I can just pretty much tell you some of the best regions in the state of Georgia to to watch football in and um, because I, I visited some of these schools, I've, I've gone to some of these schools and watched games and, you know, it's, it's a great thing. You know, I'm going to start off with region one, South Georgia, region one, six, a, that's probably for me, that's probably the best region in the state of Georgia probably has the most state championships in the state of Georgia. That's led by Valdosta with their 24 state championships, Lowndes with their five, Tiff County with a couple, Cockwood County who won their first state championship, that won a second state championship last year, um, Camden County who's won, who's won a few state championships in, in the past decade or so. So Region 6A, the competition, the tradition down, down in, in South Georgia is just – unlike any other and as of right now you know we'll jump into some we'll jump into some other reasons and um speaking of speaking of reasons as of right now um on the line with us we'll, we'll i'm gonna welcome in a special host a special special guest lagrange high football coach diallo burks diallo how are you today good good how you doing Doing well, doing well. Now I understand that your your Lagrange High Grangers uh, played their first preseason game last night. Is that correct? Yeah, we played really cool. Yeah. Okay, and how 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 did you guys do last night? Um, we uh lost fourteen thirteen, but uh you know guys really played well. Uh, they played hard. Um, you know they really have come a long ways uh, since the start. So we're looking forward to a, a really good season. You know, they showed a lot of positive energy. Um, we are, we're talented in a lot of areas. Um, you had guys, you know, that's that, that's really competing for for starting for starting jobs. 
and that's what last night really showed, you know, who um, needs to be in the game, you know, next week for us starting against Callaway. So we, um, coaching staff, we sat last night and we watched the film. Um, and, and so we have some tough decisions we have to make. And you play in an ultra-competitive 1-5A um, in the GHSA uh, regions. You look at your region top to bottom. You made the playoffs last year. Will you? Can you guys improve on what you did last year? Oh, yeah. We're always looking to improve, you know. Um, I tell them we're going to take this thing that is, you know, in baby steps. You know, we have to really build. Um, you know, that's you know, my legacy that, you know, that has started. Um, you know, we have a great foundation in our program. So we just want to, you know, build on to what we already have. Um, and looking at our conference, um, you know, we have some we have some tough matchups. You have Carver out of Columbus who won the region last year and, right. you know, pretty much projected to to, to win it also. Um, you know, in a couple of polls, I've heard that we are picked to win. Um, but you can't count out Harris County, who um, have a great coaching staff, uh, you know, really good players. That's a solid program. Um, right. North, yeah, north side of Columbus is, is, is pretty good. Um, you know, you have those other teams, too, that I don't count anybody out. You know, your Columbus, Hardaway, um, Shaw, you know, those, those, those kind of people, you, you just can't count them out. You know, you have to come play every game. No, I agree. And, and looking at the region, like as you said, with the with these teams, you know, Harris County went a long way last year, uh losing to um eight losing to region eight six A uh Gainesville last year in the state playoffs and um LaGrange you made the playoffs lost in the first round. Uh also um now why don't you tell us about yourself? Um I myself know you from the 91 uh, state championship squad um, at LaGrange High School um, that had that great, that great uh, quarterback, um, had a great quarterback, um, Rodney, um, his name, his name, right, and um, yourself and um, that great team. But why don't you tell us about uh, yourself and your offensive and defensive philosophies? Well, first of all, you know, I'm born and raised in LaGrange. Um, I went to Eastern Kentucky University, uh, played for four years there in the Roy Kidd, um, won two conference uh, titles while I was there. Then I went on to play professional football for 13 years, uh, played for the Eagles. Um, the Raiders and Carolina. Also went overseas and played with the uh, Ryan Fire and NFL Europe League. Uh, won a championship over there. Um, then I went and played uh, arena football for six years. I played under uh, Dallas Cowboys organization and the Atlanta Falcons organization uh, with the Georgia Force and uh, Dallas Desperados. So, um, I then came back to coach at LaGrange College when that program started for three years. Um, we won a conference championship there, you know, after not winning the game for two years. So, um, 
that's pretty much been my extent, you know, for as That that's a very exciting that's a very exciting time for me, uh, being a former football player myself, and just hearing your passion about about coaching and and in your resume, it just speaks speaks for itself. And I'm very glad to have you on the show. Now, tell me about some of your some of your players, um, some of your prospects, some of your you know some of the players that you think could step up and be great players um, for you? Okay. Uh, well, I'll start with the uh, quarterback position. We have um, two guys, LaPerry and Perry and uh, Ahmad Ogletree, who are um, similar in, uh, you know, size and, and ability. Uh, but you have one who, who, who really – has a lot of speed who can go the distance at any time. Um, and that's the very yard. Ahmad is a, you know, pretty good manager of a game who, um, you know, really not going to get you hurt. Um, and, you know, can use his legs and run. He also has a, a really strong arm. Um, young guy. He's, he's really young. That both junior. So we'll, we'll look forward to, you know, having those guys back again next year. Uh, running back was pretty healthy. Uh, we had a, you know, have a nice little stable. We have uh, Jeremiah Wright, Jimani uh, Barnes, who really ran well last night. We also have Andrea Copeland, who did not play, who is just as talented, uh, who's fighting for a number one spot. Uh, James Clark, who's a junior, who, who ran the ball well. Um, out wide, we have two six three guys. We have Mike Harder who always already has a division one offer from uh University of Illinois. And then we have a guy, Dexter Gates, you know, who showed some ability last night. Um uh, by catching the ball, you know, in a crowd and uh, you know, really got the crowd excited. So he's an explosive guy. Um, you know, uses body well, you know, pretty good hands. He just haven't played a lot. So so he's young. Um, at it, but he's a senior, so 
we're looking at getting everything out of him we can. Up front, uh, offensive line-wise, we lost Luke Elder for the year, who is a four-star lineman who uh, committed to North Carolina. Um, but we do have a group that plays well together. Uh, Gower Ginker and uh, Andre Clark, Andrew Clark, who, who will anchor, anchor the line. Um, we have uh, Jordan Reagan, uh, Payne, uh, Marquez Payne, who, who will be some you know, solid guys up front for us. Uh, defensive line-wise, we're very young. Um, we have uh, DeAndre Pollard, um, you know, who's back. We also have uh, Emmanuel Mayer, who's a senior. He's a four-year starter. Um, that's, that's back. Also, we have Jonathan Alajabutu, um, who really creating uh, havoc in the middle. We have a the Alajabutu family strikes again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's, he's, he's there. Another guy, Cornell Kendrick, who uh, really is exciting to see. Uh, explosive player, but we just got to get him to play every play. Uh, but my surprise is JT Fagundes, a uh, real small guy, but he has probably the biggest heart out there. Um, you know, just watching the film last night, sometimes he was driven, you know, five yards down the field, but that's because he's playing too high. Uh, when he plays low and consistently, nobody can block. So just trying to get him to do it. And plus we have another young guy, James Clark at Ian, who also plays running back who uh, is doing some good things. So uh, we'll be real solid up front. Uh, Linebacker-wise, we have uh, Bobby Willoughby. We have uh, Marcus Fanning, um, Andrew Askew, J.E. Young, you know, a good group of guys who, you know, we only have three spots, but we have about four or five guys that can easily start at those spots. So we have great competition there in the middle. Um, out wide, you know, defensive backfield, we have uh, Rico Smith, who is, you know, the leader of that secondary. Um, Will Polly also, who's a great, I call him Peyton Manning of, of, of the defense. <laughs> he's a real smart guy. He can put everybody in position. Uh, real hard player. Um, also, we have Jeremiah Wright and Dexter Gates, who uh, going to be coming downhill at, at, at safety. That's going to be interesting to see. Um, because we moved Jim Miles from linebacker. So just putting him back in the defensive backfield at safety, that's, I mean, for him to come down the field alley, it's going to be a train wreck, you know, with him and Gates. So <laughs> coverage-wise, like I said, we'll be good with the Rico Smith. Also, we have uh, Rachel, De'Anthony Rachel, who uh, is a little small guy, but he has a real big heart, too. He, he let it loose last night. You know, he's going in and, uh, blocking linebackers and, you know, really throwing his body around. So, overall, we have a, a, a really good group of guys. And uh, I can't leave out our, our quote-unquote, uh, two golden boys, C.J. Harbin and uh, Matthew Thomas, who are our kickers. So, they are going to do some real good job for us. And, and you know, me being a kicker and being a former kicker, um, you know that that excites me that you that you actually brought up your kicker and your punter. Um, it, it sounds like to me you have a, a nice mix of youth as well as experience that's going to carry you throughout the season. And you also got some some major league division one talent on your squad also 
which oh, yeah. I am very excited about. Oh, um, yeah. So uh, tell me about your coaching staff. Um, Staff-wise, we had uh, we had a you know big turnover um, this past season. Um, we uh, hired Jay Floyd from 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 Troop High. He's offensive coordinator, um, O line coach, and also our weight room coordinator. Um, we have Matt Neighbors who came over from Greenville High School. He'll be quarterback. Um, Ryan Daniels who came from Manchester, who's coaching our tight ends. Um, our running backs coaching Isaac Dixon, who played at the college, and he's still in college. So it's good for him to come over, you know, right out of school and really jump into the fire. Um, defensively, we have Jay McCurdy, who played at LaGrange High School, um, coaching, you know, junior college uh, ball, um, He'll be coaching our linebackers. Um, mm-hmm. Coach Marvin Kendricks, who is our assistant head coach, uh, D coordinator, and also our D line coach, uh, that does a phenomenal job. I mean, hard working uh, guy. And also, uh, Griffin, uh, who will be coaching our quarters. Um, I coached him at the college as well, um, and he's helping us. And uh, Stephen Tuck, who is an addition from the college as well. Um, he was he's been here for three years, and he's coaching the receivers. So um, we have a good group of guys, um, young group. I don't think we have a coach over thirty one. Um, that was said in the meeting last night. I think Jay Floyd is the only one that's over thirty one. Right, um, and Jay Floyd is actually a, a player that I played football with um, at True High School. So. Um, so, how does it feel to be a coach at your alma mater? Oh, I love it. I love it. You know, it, it, it's good when you can tell guys story, stories that, you know, things that you've been through um, that, you know, some can really relate to and, and really hit home. You know, I mean, I've been up and down that practice field. You know, I've been in that locker room. So, you know, that's 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 a good coaching tool for, for me. Um, also, you know, by me, uh, having professional experience also helps with, with, with coaching. Um, cause, cause I get out there and actually run routes with the guys, you know, I get out there and go through defensive back drills with them. So that's just a, a another knot, uh, to coaching. But man, I love LaGrange High. You know, I bleed blue. Um, you know, the blood, sweat, and, and tears that I put in, you know, for the program, you know, I get to come and continue that tradition by molding young men, you know, on and off the field. So, I mean, yeah, I, I got the best job in America. And, and you know, I, I feel that passion. I mean, being, being a guy from Troop County and seeing a lot of a lot of the guys come and go, Football wise, and the, the the coaching tree that you that you come from, you know, if you go back, Coach Mills, Coach Pardue, um, you know, you know, coaches like that. I know that this has to be one of the major honors to fall in line with those guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you look at, uh, you know, Coach Honeycutt, uh, 
Coach Flaper, you know, Coach Clonic, um, Coach Guthrie, Coach Bardu, guys who, who have, you know, a lot of success, you know, winning championships. Um, or getting, you know, close to the game or playing in the state games. It's, it's unbelievable. You know, we've only had uh, 13 head coaches beside myself. So that's, that's, that's saying a lot, you know. Yes, it is. Coaches, you know, since 1929, you know, over four. So we, um, uh, like I say, it's, it's a nationally recognized program. Um, you know, a lot of people have heard about it. You know, we've had a lot of success. And like I say, you know, my, my vision is, is, to, is to put some titles up to, you know, I, I want to be the best. You know, like I said, not taking away nothing for those guys because I love them. You know, I love them to death. You know, uh, I was coached by three of them, you know, and I was around the legend, you know, a little bit. So I saw him operate. Uh, right. I wrote my name in those record books. And so that's, that's why I go out every day and, you know, I give it all I got. And we we're talking with Coach Diallo Burks of the of the Lagrange High Tigers and Diallo, I, I wish you much success um in, in your second year with Lagrange High Grangers. Uh I know you have um a game next Friday against the Callaway Cavaliers, um seven thirty Callaway Stadium. Um so all you Lagrange High Grangers fans come out and support your Grangers. And uh Diallo Thank you very much for, for being a part of the show. Hopefully we can get back to, hopefully we can get you back on the show. I mean, talk more football with you and um, talk more about your team. Okay. I appreciate it. And again, that's Diallo Burks of the Lagrange High Grangers. And we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. In a game that's morally wrong From 5 a.m. up in the morning We ducking the light Earn time through the habits we usually own Saving up, had to spend it on nothing That's right, that's a hell of a night The drag swimming, the aim bringing the same thing The mind locking, the lanes rocking the same plane The bed swinging, the Z's clinging the same dream A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings We up late again, plotting on the same thing Low limit what the frame brings We up late as hell, plying on the same thing But hold up, let them fix it is No pills, it's still limitless 
Recouping the true essence, the legends who passed on Live forever while we reminisce True precision I give forever and never miss Signature sound like signing down on a dotted wrist Seeing signs of you clown rappers on common shit Trading in your word for green faces and diamond whips Copping medallions while my people starve I think the public getting blind to what honesty is I heard life is stage play a part But we ain't trying to be a part of this comedy biz Cause ain't it funny I'm holding like no grudges As long as your hoes love it and money just keeps coming Trying to rain on your fire by burning my whole budget A liar where well, y'all liars rely on the same subject The tracks women that ain't bringing the same thing Your mind locking the lames rocking the same blank The best swinging disease clinging the same dream uh, A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings we up late again, plotting on the same thing. Low limit, what the flame brings. We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. A low limit what the frame brings. A low limit what the frame brings. Yeah. A low limit what the frame brings. Uh. Uh. Plotting on the same things. Yeah. I'm about to get a choir in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things. Yeah. Plotting on the same things. We up late as hell. Plotting on the same things. Trotting on the same thing, trotting on the quest to with a guess this what the fame brings. Come and be my guest, you can get blamed, man. Let me get my dragon out the den. Let me maintain the flow as I craft it with my pet. I'm a master with the rap and can't be matched by many men. Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path you've never been. Staying active with this passion, try and stack up all this yen. Try and up for the cabbage, silly rabbit with a spin. I'm a savage, call me Ben. Sending rappers turn to dirty bastards when I have to dip. Instrumentals can get ripped. Shooting lyrics off my men don't make you rap. Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clip That's a semi-automatic You can bet we bring the havoc Know the barrel, let them have it Just be sure to leave your address I'm addressing all the rappers Playing dress up You in the wrong set The thought I tell you The rap game is not a pageant It's tragic Since the young and been busting bum To get out the gutter Avoiding trouble And now I'm buzzing Due to this hunger I'm busting bubbles Waking brothers up from slumbers Now I'm no longer the underdog I'm heating up this summer No more dreaming Only action Me my team gon' make it happen We just scheming Strategizing why you guys are steady napping Treasure my presence like pirate chest I'm spitting crack Release the cracking Cow moving back And so I hope you rappers started packing Hey Dead and evicted And even claws know that the boys' bars are gifted We making noise Neighbors might call the boys They tripping Might leave a sticky note with a message You just missed this Hey We been working hard People never stop that hating Only seem to quiet down When Kyle finally elevating Early flights and elevators Take me to my destination 17 and getting green But we ain't even met the fame yet Bent, bent, bent it's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting Lotto for $36 million and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars, and then there's people starving. There's no way. There's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? 
I mean, why have 52 rooms and you notice somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. It don't. Welcome back into the press box with the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine and a special thanks to Diallo Burks for dialing in to the show and giving me a, a rundown of his team and, and, uh, and things of that nature. Now we did have another, another uh, guest come that was supposed to come on. Um, actually he's had some other commitments, so, uh, he won't be, he won't be on at this time, but, um, Coach Tanner Glisson of the True Pie Tigers. Um, hopefully, we can have him on next week and and um, and talk football with him. Um, but uh, coming up in the next few in the next few uh, in the next few minutes, we'll be talking with Lagrange High Football Coach um, Coach Charles Story and um, and getting a rundown of his of his team and and. Um, as they get ready for their season opener next week against the Valley High Rams at uh, Rams Stadium in Valley, Alabama. Um, just looking at, like I said, just look, just looking at uh, just, uh, right now. I'm just looking over some of the some of the reasons uh, this year, um, and some of these reasons will change next year. You know, as some teams move up, some teams move down. Um, but I, I'm just looking at a lot of a lot of the the regions and. And uh, one of the reasons that really sticks out to me alongside one five a in Georgia is um reason eight five a in Georgia you know that it's get that's a deep reason and it's a deep reason because again like like the tradition that you have at one six a reason eight five a is probably the best reason in 5A um, if you look at it from top to bottom. But, you know, other reasons in, in, in 5A can also make that claim to being the best reason in, in, in all of 5A. And um, we'll go through them. We'll go through them as, as the weeks, as the weeks unfold. Um, coming through them. And, um, but, you know, you got a lot of, tradi- like you got a lot of traditional North Georgia, um, powers in region eight, um, Clark central with that, with those, with those guys up there that have gone on and played ball at Georgia and Georgia tech, uh, flowery branch, which is a newer school, um, but have already spawned out some great players. Gainesville high school who spawned out who the last two quarterbacks, before um, their quarter, their current quarterback now, um, Blake Sims and and Deshaun Watson have gone on to play ball at Division One schools, and Deshaun Watson, who's actually, um, who's actually one of those players who is a sleeper Heisman pick this year. So, James was spawned out a lot of great players. Um, Lanier's was spawned out some great players. Winder Barrow has spawned out some great players. Um, Cedar Schultz. Spawned out some great players. Um, you know, you, you look around, like I said, you look around a lot of these regions and just see the tradition in these regions. Um, like at Kale High School, who's also a younger, a, a smaller, a, a younger school, you know, but they've got such, 
such tradition already. Um, you look at Region 6, you know, with Clarkston, with ML King, Southwest Cab, Stevenson High School, who spawned out some great players. And as a matter of fact, um, some of the coaches are actually former Georgia Tech, former Georgia Tech quarterback Reggie Ball is on that coaching staff. And, um, you know, so you got a lot of great traditional powers in 5A that could be in other regions and others in other parts of other regions and other classes, you know, who could play up and actually be great at 6A or, or, or you know, or can be great in, in the class they're in right now. Um, yeah, I look at I look at four class four eight, which is just stacked full of of just powerhouses. You have uh, Buford, who's won seven of eight state championships in three different classes. They've gone three different classes and won state championships in in the last eight nine years. So. You know, you got that. You got that great, that great school. That great school. You have um, you have um, excuse me, Sandy Creek, Carrollton, Fayette County, Sandy Creek, Carrollton. You know, in the same region, Region Five, Four A, um, and these are powerhouses. You know, and these two, those two teams actually played in the state final against each other uh, a couple of years ago. So, I mean, Carrollton, Carrollton, Sandy Creek, traditional powers. And, um, you know, you got up and coming, you got up and coming power in, in Whitewater. True High School, you know, will probably jump in there. Woodward Academy, another powerhouse in the state of, in the state of Georgia. All these great schools, and then you go down south to uh, Region One, America Sumter High School, um, Bainbridge, Cairo, Chris County, Thomas County Central, Worth County. I mean, Thomas County Central, you no know, state power, nationally known, you know that area, Mary Persons, Upson. Thompson, you know, um, Griffin, who's won a state championship, uh, Riverdale High School, you know, who had, who back in the 90s had a great kicker, girl kicker, uh, Tanya, um, her name, her name, um, her name, I lose her name right now, but um, they had some great kickers and had some great players on that, on that squad that, that, uh, Traditionally made it to the to the semis um, in those years, you know. So you got some great, great, you got some great, great teams in the lower classifications, you know. And then you look, and then you go back up to six A, and then you look at some of the, like I said, some of the some of the best football that you see. Um, I said region one, region one is always a good reason. Um, region two is always a good reason. You know, with Lovejoy. Uh, Rockdale and Tucker. Tucker's always Tucker. It's always been a power. Oh, at at the lower classifications, 
but they've come up and they've they become just a great great school and you know it's a great place to play at um i mean you look at look at region three which we'll be talking with the, with the coach from region three in a little bit uh Steve Pardue of these Cowboy of these Cowboy Indians. We'll be talking to him a little later on um, about about his region and about his about his squad. So stay tuned for that. Um, reason four for me, um, it's always been a reason of just quality, but not getting over the hump of winning a state championship. Um, Harrison, Harrison's come close, uh, Hillgrove's come close, Marietta's come close, McKeachin's come close, North Cobb has come close. Um, you look at, you look at those teams from the Cobb County area and they spawned out some great teams. They've got a tradition of great coaches. Um, North Cobb's going to be breaking in a new quarterback. Um, and they're going to be pretty young. They're gonna be pretty young, but um, you know, just looking at a lot of let's looking at the, at region four. It's just it, it, it's something. There's some, it's gonna be something special about this region because you have schools like McEachin, Marietta, North Cobb, and Harrison. You know, who are your traditional powers there and schools who have who have sent great players to to schools around the ACC and the SEC. Um, you know, case in point, the late Paul Oliver played at played at Harrison High School. Um AJ Suggs um was a quarterback at McKeachin who's now a Who's now a, a coach? Marietta's had some great players come out of that school. North Cobb, Tyler Queen is at Auburn, um, and then you look at Region Five. You know, myself. Region Five is one of those sleeper regions because you never know what you're going to get in terms of quality, in terms of 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 players and things of that nature, you know, in 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 some of those schools like traditional powers like Cherokee, Lasseter, uh, Roswell, who's a traditional power, uh, Woodstock, who who can come up and and just they can beat you on it and give it Friday night. Ed was a good is a good squad. Milton's a great squad. Pope, the Greyhounds, you know, they've always had some sort of great great team there. Week six again, you know you've got the Alpharettas of the world, uh, Centennial, Chattahoochee, Habersham, Johns Creek, Lambert, Northview, and then the, the three North, the three Forsyth County schools. This is a reason for me. If Alpharetta can get it together. John Street can get it together, or Lambert can get it together. I think if they can pull some, they can pull some upsets in the playoffs. Um, I actually think that the state champion could come out of Region Six. 
But you ne- like I said, you can't count out Region 1, Region 7, and Region 8 in 6A in Georgia because if you look at what's in those regions, um, Region 7 having Collins Hill, North Granite, Peachtree Ridge, Norcross, who's, who won who won two straight state championships, Peachtree Ridge, who won a co-championship um, just five years ago as a second year, as a first year varsity school. Um, Collins Hill, Mill Creek. Um, Mill Creek actually made it to the state semifinals last year. Um, and then you have Region 8, which is for me is probably the best region in the Atlanta area. I mean, you've got Archer, you've got Archer who who made all the state finals last year. You have Brookwood, traditional power Brookwood, traditional power Parkview. Um the Kula's always the Kula's always a good team. Grayson, you know, who spawned out the Kim Dietchy brothers, Robert and um Robert and Denzel. So I mean there's some there's some great schools in region one, seven, and eight, and also region six that could possibly just take the state of Georgia by the scruff of the neck in six A. So um like I said, I'm just I'm very excited to talk about to talk about football, you know, in, in the state of Georgia. You know, me being a Georgia guy. Um you know, I, 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 like I said, I watch a lot of a lot of high school football from from Georgia, from Texas, from California, and for me, you know, the best regions in Georgia, the best regions are those regions like like the one six A in Georgia. Um, I mean, I can also go to to Alabama, and I can tell you that, you know. Some of the best, some of the best reasons in in Alabama, you know, are really good, and one in particular is uh, one in particular for me um, is um, Region Three Five A in uh, in Alabama. Probably one of the toughest reasons to get out of because you never know what you're gonna get from. From any of those clubs on any given day, any of those clubs can beat anybody. Um, region one, six A in, in Alabama. In Alabama, again, you know, you think about you think about football in South Alabama, and you think about football in South Georgia. There's no difference. You know, those school those those fans are coming out, and they're filling up those stadiums day night in night out and then you got school like if I go through the rundown of schools in region one six A, the schools like Baldwin County, the schools like Spanish Fort, who's won state championships, Daphne, who's won state championships at the highest at the highest classification, um and had some great games with Hoover. Um Blunt's always been a great, always been a great football school. Um, then you go to Region Two and Region Three, you know, with the Carver Montgomerys, with the Dalton's, Stanhope Elmores, Russell Counties, 
and with Tompkins of that world, man, I, I'm just, I'm just what I'm seeing right here in front of me is just, I, I'm so excited about about football, about high school football and college football. I mean, I, I, I can't even, I can't even put my words together right now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just like a kid in a candy store. I mean, I'm I'm talking to these coaches and I'm like, wow, you know, I'm in awe of myself because I get to do this and I get to share this with you guys every day, you know, every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12. And this is just a joy for me, a joy, you know, and and I hope that you guys can – can understand my joy and 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 my love for football, my love for for everything as a whole. You know, my love for sports as a whole. And um, like I say, I'm just I'm just really really ready to, to, to talk more football and talk and talk to coaches. Uh, hopefully, we can get more. Hopefully, we can get more coaches on on the show with us um, in the next few weeks. Um, but. Next week, um, we will have some special guests on the show next week. Um, hopefully, we can get – hopefully, um, I'll have um, former Auburn kicker and uh, Auburn – former Auburn kicker, Auburn legend, I would, I, would even, I would even venture to say, Damon Duvall will hopefully be on the show um, next week. Um, Alabama legend, SEC champion, um, NFL veteran um, John Copeland will be on the show, so let's just—he'll uh, be on the show next week, and we'll be talking some some more Alabama high school football with him, um, and also some SEC football with him. Um, so, just very excited about about the next coming weeks and months to come with with this with this ride. And um, thanks for being a part of the Tailgate Crew everybody and uh with that i'm gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back searching for this truth here. Hey, what you doing, man? Uh. Hey, your world just living in it. Maybe I can get away. Yeah. Uh. Boston, Massachusetts. Home with the pride of music. Get away. Hey, 
I'm so dumb. So dumb. I'm still Still pushing more driving and new bands. Still got a tight aim for the loose ends. Betting fools, I can pay dues with my two cents. Uh, I'm hippie paint to your gray world. Black and white through the crowd like they were. They showing true color when you take away the pigment. When you take away the difference in it. Uh, we splashing it all vivid. I'm flying with no engine. They running with all gimmicks. Right about the blue like a Scott Bell. Stand back, shit calm like a sign bell. Faded in the mind. A 9-5 product at a time. Two navigation, new direction for the blind. 24 jack 7 battle get time with a 617 on the side. Let them ride. Uh, I hear Cali for the in and out. In Got the normal scene on a different route. So they wonder what the kid about. Meet it from the views, never know until you live it out. 90 minute winning from records that I was chicken on. Living by the minute, don't gotta capture the image. Ain't it dag? How me and music could get along. New control, mood switching with a different song. Got Teddy on a level drop. Since gon' hit him like a chill pill drop. Rhyme game patient at the L kid's jock. I love it for what it is. I hate it for what it's not. I'm not no. No ass, no ass, no Mac, no Adams, not you, not them. No. With the lights on my own, I set the stage. Through the balance of the tones, I get away. Through the minds of the best, I can get away. If I'm not, what I'm gonna say. Yeah.
Welcome back into the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine, and thanks for being a part of the show. Now, jumping back into some into some preseason action. Um, next week is a, is a traditional curtain raiser in the state of Georgia, the Corky Kell Classic. And um, for me, the Corky Kell Classic is one of those things that's just it it's it's a very very special thing um it's traditional curtain raiser to the to the the state of to the football season in the state of georgia high school wise and um and this year is no different i mean it's so i'm very excited for for this year because it's gonna, the the games are gonna be in two different locations. Ne- um, next Friday, uh, at McEachin High School, you're gonna have um, Sandy Creek, who's a traditional 4A power. Um, also, the alma mater, high school alma mater of. Of Calvin Johnson, uh, who went to school there, and they play Creekview, and Creekview is is again one of the, another one of those powers, um, another one of those powers from just from Region Seven, Five A, and I mean, a good team, good, great team, playoff team last year. Um, they'll be playing Sandy Creek at McKeeson High School. Archer, who um, played the state final against um, against another um, participant in in the classic, uh, Cockwood County. Uh, they played North Paulding, um, and those games start um, McKeeson High School um, this coming Friday, five forty-five p.m. for the Sandy Creek at, at Creek against Creekview um, in. A little later on in the night, Archer plays North Paulding. Um, Saturday, Saturday, um, you have another five four A school, Carrollton, and they play Kale. They play Kale High School, um, which is also the namesake of of um, high school of Corky Kale, and um, and. Um, you know, the Kill Longhorns and the Carrollton Trojans. Uh Carrollton's got a, tra- a traditional like I said, traditional power in, in the state of Georgia. Uh some great players have come in and out of that in and out of that school. Um Kell spun off some good pretty good players in the past few years. Um and then later on, um a noontime kickoff, um Brookwood, um who as I understand, will have a new head coach um, with the retirement of Mark Cruz, which means that the the two traditional Gwinnett County powers now both have new head coaches in Parkview and Brookwood, and uh, and hopefully I can hopefully I can uh, 
contact Cecil Flo and have him on the show and or Mark Cruz on the show and just talk some high school football with them and and um and everything. But just some great just some great, great things going on. And um also right now, um wanna uh welcome in a, a, a guest to the show. Um by the name of Clifford Story, um, head coach of the Net High Panthers. Um, he's entering his seventh his seventh season as head coach at, at Lynette. Um last season. Uh went four and five, missed out on, on, on the playoff spot by one game. Um gonna welcome in Coach Story. Coach Story, how are you today? I'm doing fine. How about you? Uh, doing very well, sir. Doing very well. So tell us about yourself, Coach Story. Well, um, I'm a native of Lafette, which is about 10 miles from Lynette. Um, played football there, quarterback. Um, went to school and played college baseball and football at Jacksonville State University. Um, those where I received both of my degrees, my undergraduate and my master's degree. Um, I coach four years in Atlanta at Riverdale High School. I coached six years at Auburn High School um, in Auburn, Alabama, and this is my seventh season as the head coach of Lynette High School. And last season was a disappointing season uh, for the Lynette High Panthers, going four and five in a very, very tough region, 5-2A. with again with um your high school alma mater Lafayette High School, Ramburn, Randolph County, Realtown, Woodland and Horseshoe Bend in that region. Um like I said, very tough region. Um why don't you tell me about your squad and um tell me your offensive and defensive philosophies. Oh well we we have a, a very young but athletic team. Um, this year would not be the typical Lynette team that was run half at first. Uh, we're going to spread the ball out a little bit more and put our athletes in place to be able to make plays. Um, my offensive philosophy um, for us is to, to be able to control the ball, control the offense and the clock, uh, and to also be able to, you know, let us dictate um, what our opponents do versus what our opponents do to us. On uh, the defense side of the ball, we just like to be very sound. We like to be multiple uh, and and very aggressive. Blitz a lot and, you know, just play good, solid, uh, sound football. And, you know, one of the things that, that I've noticed about a lot of the Lynette high football teams is that there's no quit in them. And even when you think you have them down, they're, they're always there in your face. Is that something that that you instill in them, or is that just something that just comes out of them naturally? Well, we what I always try to do is I always try to create um, what we call some adverse situations because, you know, as young kids, when a lot of times when you begin to face adversity, you begin to quit. So all through the summer and through our workouts and, and leading up to our first game, we always try to put them in situations to get frustrated and aggravated and get mad even with each other. And so we just try to use that as a, a building point for game situations so they don't quit. And they have responded well um, to it. I'm not necessarily saying it's something that I instill in them, but 
it's just something that we work on as a staff and as a team um, to to let them know that, that you know, as long as you're in the game, you got a chance. And so that's just something that we just always talk about. And, uh, you know, they play hard, and we always try to just instead of them to play five quarters. Um, we never talk about four because I know if we can play five, we definitely can play four. So that's right. That just that just something that we just always does here. And like I said, I mean, I've, I've talked to other coaches in the past, you know, few weeks, few months, out, out off the radio, and talking to you off off the radio, I can just tell that your passion for not only the game but to mold young men and make them be successful is what drives you. Um, it, it mean, would, would I be, would I be correct in, in saying that or. You, you, you will, um, you are correct in saying that because, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that, that, you know, I didn't grow up with, with, with the best or, or not even the worst, but I just, just got surrounded by some good people and, and some people that took me by my hand and, guided me and molded me and put me in position um, to help me, you know, be in the position that I am today. So I just always try to just let the kids know, you know, the, some of the things that I've learned along the way on what it's going to take to be successful. And um, and I always preach education first, and I tell them every – and I, and I tell them, I say, I know it get cliche to you, and you have heard it a thousand times. But if you've heard it a thousand times, you know it's something true to it. Um, That's right, so, right. We just we just always just try to instill in them that if they handle their business, then everything else will will take care of itself. So they, you know, we try to, you know, do things <clears throat> Christian based. <clears throat> excuse me, Christian based, and, you know, and try to instill. You know, a lot of times people don't like to talk about the Lord, but that's what we do um, here. You know, we we gonna pray for them and we gonna we gonna talk about the Lord. And on Thursdays we have our LCA meetings, and then we have several pastors in the area to come in and speak to them for about 20 minutes on Thursday. And then I do a little more devotion with them on Monday. So, you know, it's just something that, that we instill in them. We know if, if, if we can instill some things in them and we're not going to get them all, but you know, out of the, the numbers that we have, if we can get two, three, four, five of them. And then I feel like that, that at the end of the day, we've done what we were supposed to do. And then I, I totally agree with you. And, and, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I, I love the passion that, that, that you brought into, into this area. Uh, me being from West Point, me being, you know, a border kid, knowing a lot about, about both sides of, of high school football here, you know, both in Chambers County and Troop County. Um, it, it, it really, I mean, I'm really humbled, you know, to have to have, you know, a guy like you on the show, who is, who is, you know, very Christian based and who does do the right things, not only by his players, but you know, by what you believe in, and right. and you know, if I look, I mean, I can look at your win loss record here at, at Lynette High School. There's more wins than losses. But there's probably more men molded than more men lost. Right. Exactly. And um, you know, in speaking of that, you know, you know, once you um tell the audience about some of your some of your players and and um 
you know, some of your some of your your best players and you know what they bring to the table. Okay. Um my my first year here at Lynette, I had a kid by the name of A um Aspen Peterson. He played running back for me. Uh I had a kid by the name of Kevante Morgan. Uh those two kids stand out initially first because those that was my first team, my first season. Um, they was they were high profile athletes of course, but they was the kind of kids that that, that need to be groomed a little bit more. Um, they played with anger, they played um, you know, with fire. Um but you know, I just had to, to to get them to understand that they have to be able to transition uh, from that fire on the field to be a little bit more calmer in the classroom and in the hallways and in the character and how they should act and carry themselves because they was looked upon by their peers and they was they was whether they accepted the leadership role or not, but that was position that they was put in because they was you know two of my best players. Uh, and I have a kid by the name of Shaq Jones who uh, who went to UAB to play uh, football. Uh, also, those other two kids went to play too. One went to Alabama State and the other went to our Western um, College. But um, Shaq Jones, who was uh, one of the most uh, upstanding kids I've ever coached, um, just to speak on his character, this is the kind of kid that he know that I don't – I put a lot of emphasis on not, uh, you know, missing practice, don't miss practice and those things, but – he he's the kind of kid that had gotten a job, and he told me he's coach that get, he set my interview up for the time of practice. He said, "I know your pilots are missing practice." He said, "So can I come over there and get my workout in and all my running in before practice, and then I can make my interview?" I said, "I said sure." So I, I'm thinking, okay, he's gonna be the typical kid gonna tell me he's gonna show up, but he's not. And about 30 minutes later, he was knocking on the door and asked me could he get his cleats, and he go out here and run his heels and come here and get his workout, and I'm standing right here in my office looking at the workout and. He come in and had his backpack. He showered and he left and went to work. And that's the kind of character that he had. He didn't want you to give him anything. He didn't make any excuses. And you know, and he went on, you know, to have a successful career um, at UAB. And he's not done yet. Um, he's trying to get granted another year there also to be able to um, continue his career. And he got other things going for him also. Um, had a kid by the name of DeAndre Silman who played quarterback and safety for us and went to Alabama State and played linebacker. Um, upstanding kid, uh, very hard worker. Um, this is the kid that tore his ACL against Valley in the first quarter and completed the game. So that lets you know his toughness, his tenacity um, to be able to do that. You know, you got people getting paid millions of dollars, and you know, and they tweak something, they come out of the game and be gone for the for the night. But he tore his ACL. I'm talking about tore it and, and finished the game. And um, I have a kid that played for me the past three years or four years named Marlon Bridges, who's at Jacksonville State now, um, second-team safety as a true freshman. Um, maybe I haven't looked into it yet, but he may be the career rushing um, leader here at Lynette. He had 2,310 yards his junior year and 34 touchdowns, and last year he had 1,700 yards rushing, and you know, and he was play injured the whole year. Uh, and the year before, he'd had about seven, 800 as a sophomore but he was he was a hard working kid didn't didn't talk much um you know didn't do anything but smile and and you know just went about his business and that's the thing that I used to try to get him to do was talk more but it just wasn't part of his character so he didn't talk a lot but he got in here and he worked hard in the weight room and it, it's showing off you know he got a full scholarship to go and play at Jacksonville and the coach called me a few weeks ago and he started laughing I said what you laughing at coach he said you told me 
He said, he's a diamond in the rough. He said, he said I coached at Auburn for three years, and this kid could easily play big-time Division One football. I said, but he didn't he didn't fit the Division One mold. He wasn't 6'3", and he wasn't 210 pounds. You know, and he didn't he didn't pass the eye test for him. I said, but he's a, a great football player. And so he was happy to have him. And, you know, those just to name a few. And since we've been here and in my seventh season, we've signed 31 kids to go off to college and play sports, uh, whether it's basketball, football, uh, track. Um, so we've put 31 kids at a 2A school that only, you know, has about 210 students in it, um, grades 9 through 12. So I feel like as a as a coach, as a mentor and a, and a teacher that we're doing what we're supposed to do. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, some of the kids that, that, that we see every day that, that's not as fortunate as some of the other ones, but, you know, they, they want more and, and they'll get an opportunity to see more. So, you know, I'm happy to be at the net. I love it. I, you know, I wouldn't, couldn't actually be in a better place or a better situation. And, you know, I thank God for, for allowing me this opportunity to be able to come here and to mentor and to mold young men and, to, you know, and to be successful. So, you know, we're, we're, we're very pleased where we're at now. And, you know, we've seen the program turn around from, from uh, upkeep for, you know, updating the facilities and that kind of things. And I have a great um, principal, Jennifer Boyd and a, and a great superintendent, Philip Johnson. They are, are, are great to, and I feel privileged to be a part of their team. And so we just got a lot of good things going over here at the net. And that, that's a, that's a blessing, you know, for a lot of, for a lot of people to know that when, when you're, when your principal and, and your, and your superintendent is behind you, yeah. that means great things are just bound to happen. And, with with your guys, next week's a big week. You know, opening opening game next week. You open your season. You know, you right. go over you go over across the bridge and you play those guys in Orange um, at Ram Stadium. And um, I know that your guys are very excited about it, and you're going to be playing a very a very good uh, Valley High School football team. Right. Uh, right. And I know you're excited about that. And that's an 8 o'clock game, if I'm not mistaken, or 7.30 yes, game? Just 8 o'clock game. Okay. At Ram Stadium. And I hope that those Lynette High Panthers fans, as passionate as they are, hope they come out and support this great group of Panthers teams and, and this great and this great coach, Coach Clifford Story. Um, looking at Looking at the – at the timeline of coaches that have been there, uh, Coach Stearns, um, uh, Coach Holly, who I played for, um, Ronnie, um, Coach Washburn. I mean, how do you feel being a part of that lineage of coaches and Um, knowing that – and knowing that that you're a part of something – special at Lynette High School? Well, I, I feel very privileged. Um, some of those that you name, I confide in, in, in them a lot. Um, Coach Washburn, he's, he's, he's a mentor to me. Um, I, I, I call him often. I talk to him often. He come and visit me often. And even last year, you know, in which we underachieved um, tremendously, um, you know, going, you know, starting the year, I ranked number three in the state and, you know, ended up not even getting into the playoffs. But, you know, we had a uh, injury plague season and and you know I'm the type of person I don't make any excuses it's my job as right. a coach to get them get them motivated and get them moving and going in the right direction but we underachieved last year 
you know, it was a, 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 a hurtful year for me. Um, I even contemplated on, you know, resigning because I felt like it was, I gave the, the, the community uh, this service and the kids this service. But, you know, I had to pray about it and regroup and, and know that, that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, it's just one of those things sometimes that the, the uh, what do you call it, the things that, that, that foreseen, the things that you don't know going to happen, end up happening on you, and you just got to be able to adjust to it. And I didn't adjust well to certain situations we had. But Coach Washburn is, like I said, I called him. Coach, I said, I need some assistance. I said, man, I said, we don't. Um, I said, I need some help. I said, I, I know you've been in a long time. You've retired from it. And I said, but I just need for you to just come and watch. I said, you don't have to say anything or do anything you, if you don't want to. I said, but just come and watch, Coach. And anything that you see that I need to make adjustments on or things that I need to do as a coach, I said, I'm not one of those kind that can't take constructive criticism and can't take, you know, look for room for improvement. I said, just come and watch, Coach, and let me know what we need to work on. He came here. Uh, spent a week with me and, and, and wrote things down and, 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 and sit me in my office and told me some things that he see that I need to, you know, consider change. Not saying he's saying he's not telling me how to run the program, but some things that he noticed. And that's what I wanted him to do. And he came in and spent a week with us. And we had hand leading up to that week. And, you know, we made some adjustments that week and ended up being handling, uh, who no one expected us to win but us. Uh, and so, you know, he, he he plays a big role in, in, in some of the things that, that we're doing here. So I take my hat off to him, the stadium named after him, and just to have him still to be a part of it, 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 it does my heart good. And and I'm very glad that, that you did decide to stay. Um, you know, I don't know if the program would, would actually survive if you left. You know, I think it would, <laughs> but you know, I just don't think that it would be as – successful without you in it than you are when you're in it. So, um, and you know, like I said, I mean, like I, I watch from afar, but I I do see things and, um, and, you know, it's just, just a great thing. And, you know, you, you got something good going and hopefully, hopefully that, that ball can keep rolling. Um, and this year, like I said, you got the reason that you're in, uh, probably one of the toughest in all two way. Um, yeah, I agree to that. And with, I mean, with a lot of the teams that that you see in this region, who, who are some of the who? What's some of the schools that you're looking for to just give you a tough game for four quarters, or as you say, five quarters? Well, I, I look at, you know, we have, like I said, we call our reading the SEC of 2A. Um, every Friday um, we go out and play a reading opponent, and you never know what's going to happen because all teams are very competitive. They play extremely hard. They have a great uh, group of coaches um, that does a good job to get everything out of their kids that they can. So, you know, real town, they always – they got – state championship pedigree they got several state championships they you know ranked every year and they play hard nose football got a hall of fame coach uh on the sidelines so you know real time is always one of those teams that that you want is a measuring stick for your program um you know you got randolph county who got coach presses up there who got him a state championship and they got a great team coming back they was young last year got into the playoffs and done very well and you know they'll they'll be back um 
ready to play. And Rambrin, who won our region last year and went to the semifinals, losing to Fife uh, at Fife in the semifinals. So those are three teams. And um, and Woodland, who's, who's hard-nosed. Uh, Coach Boyd did a great job there his first year, taking them to the quarterfinals. And you got Lafette, who's very athletic. Um, they they we mimic each other. We we are uh, uh, share some of the the, the the same philosophy. Athletes are very similar, and our programs are very similar. So you know those are five teams um, that I know for sure that gonna play hard nosed uh, solid football. And you know you still have Horseshoe Ben, who Coach Franklin coaches those guys who comes out and have always have a very good scheme. Uh, on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. So it's tough every Friday. You know, I can't sit here and say that every win going to be a guarantee and, every you know, we're going to win them all or we're going to lose them all. But I know that every Friday we got to be prepared to play. And, you know, as a staff, we're going to do what we can to get them in position to win and be successful. So that's what that's how we're going to take it. And we don't have a lot of big goals uh, this year because, you know, I, I think I may have put too much on them last year. We started talking state championship after we lost to Fife in the quarterfinals. Uh, in 2013, and so you know, and they was trying to live up to it, and then you know we hit a couple roadblocks there, and um, you know, and I think that the kids just could not regroup uh, from it. So I'm just, I told them we're gonna take one game at a time, one week at a time, and where chips fall. I told them I said they can set some individual goals for themselves. I said, but as a team, we just want to get back in. You know, it's just something about you know being around when the grass is brown. So if the grass is Brown and we're practicing. <laughs> I know we're 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 in the playoffs. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And Coach Clifford's story of the, of the Lynette High Panthers is with us. And I want to thank you for being a part of the show. Hopefully, we can have you on the show uh, in the next in, in the next week or so and talk about some of your football games uh, before and after. And we also talk about uh, about some football, you know, college football with you um, okay. throughout the season. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll be glad to be a part, and you know I'll do whatever I, I can to, to help out the area and and yourself also. So I I feel unprivileged. Mm-hmm. And again, that is coach again, Coach Clifford Story of the Lynette High Panthers. Um, next week they open their season with with the, with the Valley High Rams, and Coach, good luck to you this season, and hopefully we'll hopefully we'll have you on next week talking about a victory. All right. I thank you. Appreciate you. All right. Thank you. And we're going to take a quick station break and we'll be right back. Crazy what we do for money. Crazy. Sleep over the money Get me barely eating cause of money So you pushing every week to get the money Now what happens is we start to get obsessed with getting money Cause the only way we live is through the money So you push bricks cause you know it gets you money Even though you probably killing someone's kid only for money Ain't that something we can still be out here running for the money Losing time over the money The majority of crime is cause of money Baby crying cause of mummy can't supply cause of money And little do you know you teach your child to get money Go to college, get the knowledge, get the money But money don't stop problems, it's a problem, get my money So stop worshiping the dollar, cause I cotton don't mean nothing uh, Make the money, then we let the money make us Make some birthdays just to get your cake up We want world change, but change is what change us Things only gonna change up once the people wake up What's the people? Stop letting money rule us Stop letting money rule us 
Back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show, everybody. And um, thanks to Clifford Story of the Lynette High Panthers. Great guy. Great guy to talk to um, on and off the field. On and off the field. Uh, uh, been an admirer of him for a long time. Uh, as you've heard, he, he's coached both in, in Georgia and Alabama and on and on the college level and 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 in the uh, high school level, um, as we as we were talking before before uh, before uh, about the Corky Kell Classic, which for me has always been something special for me because me playing football in, in the state of Georgia, um, this was always the this was always the curtain raiser for us. We knew when that week of the Corky Kell Classic, we knew that that week after that, it was showtime for us. You know, so um, and as I, and I've said, you know, McKeachin High School um, is hosting 
two two of the games, and the other five games are at the dome. Um, and a lot of those, a lot of these schools, um, are six A powers. Um, and you even have you even have the traditional Cobb County, the Cobb County versus Gwinnett County uh, rivalries there. Um, which is which is which is a normal thing, you know, because it seems like the power in North Georgia at one point was Cobb County, Gwinnett County, and if you're in Cobb County and you try to play a team from Gwinnett County, and say for instance they play they play each other in a state championship game, um, Gwinnett County would always beat Crawford County, you know, that's just where that went. Um, but, and then you had the traditional Crawford County games and stuff like that. And then they started inviting, they started inviting other schools from other counties, um, namely state champions. And, um, this year's no different. Um, as I, as I stated earlier, Sandy Creek, uh, Creek View, uh, later in the season, um, is the very first game of the of the classic and that's a 545 kickoff. Um, and then after that, Archer versus North Paulding, which is um, region eight versus region four. Um, I said traditional, you know, that's, that's almost a traditional matchup. Um, and then Saturday, you know, now it starts again, 9 a.m. Uh, Carrollton at Kale, you know, and there Carrollton Sandy Creek are in the same reason, reason four five A as my alma mater Troop High School. So you got two schools and two traditional powerhouses in 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 four A or four A, five A, you know, whichever one you they want to play in. Um they have um they're the best. They're 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 two of the better Story programs in the in the state, Kale High School, you no, know, which is the namesake high school of Corky Kale, of course. It's Kale Longhorns. They're they're gonna play Carrollton, Brookwood Broncos breaking it again, breaking their new coach. It's Mill Creek. That's Region Eight versus Region Seven. Um, Norcross at Valdosta. Norcross plays Valdosta again. Um, state champions written all over written all over. Every one of these next, uh, these next four, the, the last four games of of the classic, Brookwood has a couple state championships. Norcross won two in a row here lately. Valdosta's got twenty four, and they had and the last one that they won was nineteen ninety nine. So um, North Gwinnett, um, Norcross versus Valdosta, which is going to be great um, again. One six A versus versus seven six A, you know there, and then another one A, another one A versus seven A, region one versus region seven game, North Gwinnett and Cockwood County, um, you know uh, North Gwinnett has some has some great teams in the past few years, um, Cockwood County is defending six A state champions. Uh, Coach by Rush Probst, 
former uh, coach at Hoover High School. And then the nightcap, um, McEachin versus Tucker, um, which is which is again, you know, reason four versus <laughs> reason four versus reason two. So, I mean, you got some great matchups here. All seven games are just special games. Um, Brookwood, Mill Creek, you know, those schools are. I think only like eight, nine miles apart. So, uh, a Gwinnett County matchup. Um, again, North Gwinnett and Cockwood, McKeeson and Tucker. Um, you just got some, you got some great matchups then the Corky Kill Classic. And from, like I said, for me, um, just excited to see, see them all, see all seven games. Um, very excited to see Corky Kell Classic go back to the Georgia Dome after uh, playing all seven games at McKeeson High School last year. Um, so, so you know, just just very very excited. And uh, everything, and you know, you know, you can't you can't. Help but get excited about, like I said, about high school football and about and about college football because there's so much pageantry in college football. There's so much pageantry in, in high school football. It, you know, schools bring out so much character. You know, in high school football, and um, you know, I did say that I was gonna, um, I was gonna name some of the best regions and districts in the in the nation in terms of of high school football and. And um, you know, for me, um, I can go. I, mean, I can go anywhere. Um, I can go anywhere, and um, you know, the Trinity League in in California, which is uh, you know, all the Christian-based schools uh, in that Southern California area, the CIF Southern Section, the Pac-5. Um, Trinity League is probably one of the best the best leagues in the nation. Um with Olu, Orange Lutheran, Modern Day, um Servite, Crespi, John Bosco Prep. I mean, you look at you look at some of those schools, Santa Margarita is another school in the Trinity League. Um that's just They've spawned out so many great quarterbacks, especially modern day. You know, you go to Matt Barkley, you go to Matt Leinert, um, and and so on and so forth. I mean, there's just a great line of, of, of players. Uh, Josh Rosen is the next line from St. John Bosco Prep. Uh, UCLA commit um, probably is going to play early at UCLA. So, I mean, you look at that, you look at that, that league as a whole, that league's probably one of the best. Um, again, as we talked about in Georgia, Region 1, 6A, you know, Valdosta. I mean, if you look at that, that's probably got the biggest collection of state championships in of all the regions in Georgia. There's over 40 state championships in, in, in that region alone. So um, there's almost 40 state championships in that region alone. So um go on and 
um, look at um, 25-5A in Texas, Vandegrift, um, Vandegrift High School, and um, the Austin area high schools, you know, high schools of that nature. Um, very good high schools. Um, you know, you look at some, you know, you look at the San Antonio area, and you look at the, the, those districts. Those districts are very good districts also. So, I mean, there's so many different districts in so many different regions, and, you know, I can go on and you know, I can go on and on about this, and it's just, for me, I, I'm just excited to talk about it, and it makes me so happy that to know that you're about six days away from seeing some of the best football action in the state in in some states uh all over the united states you know high school football um also you know you're about two about two and a half three weeks you're about three weeks away from from college football you know and Actually, the curtain raiser for for the college football, uh, f- for me is uh the twenty ninth, and uh, that's Montana and North Dakota State, which is going to be just probably one of the best matchups um, that you're going to see at the FCS level in in years. I mean, uh, preseason number one versus preseason number eleven, if I'm not mistaken, in some polls. Um. I think North Dakota State was a consensus consensus uh, number one in the FCS, and um, I've seen um, Montana be ranked as high as eight in, in one poll. I think the Sports Network poll has them at eleven, so that's the poll that I usually go with when it comes to the FCS poll. Um, so, um, that being said, I mean it's just just some great great. Uh, players, you know, great, great teams that are about to that are about to kick off. And um, special thank you to those who who dialed in. Look at high f- football coach Diallo Burks, um, Lynette High football coach Charles Story. Um, I certainly appreciate you guys uh, uh, calling in for me and um, Tanner Glisson. Um, who unfortunately couldn't be on couldn't be on with us today due to a scheduling conflict, um, and also uh, Steve Pardue also had a scheduling conflict. Um, so hopefully we can get those two on the show next week, and we can talk more football and and um, get ready for get ready for next week. Next week's a big week. Zero week. Zero week in Georgia, baby. And uh, opening week, week one in Alabama next week, and also in in uh, Mississippi. So, um, very excited. Um, so everybody, go out and support your local high school teams, and and again, thanks for being a part of the show. Um, would not be possible without you guys. Would not be possible without my admin Wendy, my my um. My man Terrence, T-Rex, King Underground Media, my mom, my dad, uh, just a host of thousands that has just 
made things happen for me and helped me come through a lot of things. Um, you know, nasal surgery does that to you. It makes you think about a lot of people and, uh, <laughs> and, um, I'm just very excited. I'm just very excited for, for the next weeks and month come. Um, thank you very much. And, um, hopefully we can do this again next week. Um, like I said, next week we'll have John Copeland on the show. Um, we'll have, um, hopefully we can get in contact with Damon Duvall and, um, We'll be doing some things on location too in the next next few weeks too. So stay tuned with that. Um, but for now, uh, I leave everybody with this. Um, if you have something good, um, don't let it go to waste. Um, tell everybody that that's important to you that you love them because you never know when is that last time you'll ever see them that last time you'll ever talk to that person. So don't take life for granted and live life to the fullest. So with that being said, um, thanks for being part of the show and we're out.
Gonna find you and take 